0: Hey East and it's episode one two nine. Of course, it's me, Gary P, and that Prof. Kyle Riley Happy birthday, Gary! Oh yeah, happy birthday! I forgot about that. Actually, actually, genuinely forgot. you forgot got your own birthday. Yeah, I swear to God, I'm not great with dates, man. Honestly. Do You want your present? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do I get? Here you go. Yeah, I actually get stuff. Oh, cool! It's a genuine present, deadly. Um, Prof knows me well. Tower Records. Um. Yeah, so uh, Ocean Electrical, still our sponsors. Actually, we'll have to give a big shout-out to the Ocean Electrical quiz sponsored by Rovers. (laughs) Might as well be that at this stage because uh, they just took over. But yeah, so Ocean Electrical, once again, guys, they're uh, still our sponsors, still doing great stuff with us. And if you need anything done electrical-wise, let us know and we will put you on to Craig. Big bad boss man, Craig. Okay, so we're going to talk about our first game back against Finn Harps and there's interviews with... Big man, Tony O'Dell, the former goalkeeper, and Derry fan Graham Taylor, a.k.a. Scoops, headed a trip to the Brandywell Well on Sunday. So, Prof, we're back. We're back. Have you, did you have your ball boy boots on? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, a few people were asked, alright? You
1: were there in an official capacity. I think the cutoff age is 50 now. <laughs> yeah,
0: ball well, boys. a certain few people weren't asked, alright? But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, we are. We're officially back, so we're going to go straight into it. I'm going to say, with DM done, he messaged us on Facebook after last week's show. He, uh, he said, you did ask, so will boy, I was at that loans game with the smallest recorded attendance along with Martin Moore, who you really should get on the show, active supporter since the early 70s, set the questions in the quiz, he's definitely on the list of hatred for that, with Jaws and has a similar photographic memory, and I'm pretty sure that John Bourne was with us, the tradition was to fill in a form for player of the season, the last home game, and amazingly that was abandoned. And I saw in the stand that for the first time, and only at Milltown, because no one gives a shit where you went. I am pretty sure that this is the game where John Minnock missed the at loan to hit a passing bus at the mm-hmm. Milltown end. And Rovers were dreadful that season, but it was the start of a lifelong passion. So that's DM done.
1: I think John Minnock is also the player who missed the penalty against AC Milan.
0: Oh, against Alon? Against loan? Yeah. St. Mel's Park. A famous nil all draw yeah. from Ray.
1: We actually had a, a 70 special planned. We had we had a lot. We had at least like six things lined up before this pandemic. We had like we had Billy Denny. We had a 70s special. Live shows. We had an
0: Ultra special. Loads of things. Yeah, and then fucking yeah. shit hit the fan. So, um, yeah. So that was a uh, DM done. So great stuff. And um, I wonder what the combined age of supporters following Rovers years there is. It's quite a few, I can imagine. The Middletown 63. The Middletown 63, yeah. So on Thursday last week, there was a second quiz and the last fundraiser of the season before it closed. Another great night. I thought I was going to win after the first five or six questions. I thought, lovely, this is me in now, top 10. I came 77th overall. <laughs> Bit of a fall. Bit of a fall. Well, better than 155th, but considering there was less people there as well. I was happy enough with that. I didn't didn't get the wooden spoon, as Mark Lynch would say brilliant night really really was it was a uh, it was it's the usual this should be like a quarterly thing where we do every maybe four times a season because it's, it's great crack it really is and uh, the everyone who took part thanks very much we raised just about two grand the prize winners were Paul Hayden he won an Android tablet is this Bucket Senior I think it is is it? I think it could be Bucket Senior we'll that, be, is, that is a surname yeah we'll find out. uh Peter Murphy who didn't take didn't retain his crown? He got a season ticket. And a watch LOI season ticket. We Shirley Murphy won a SRFC second watch. I just got mine back from the watch shop. Couple of links taken out of it. Very, very smart. Uh, Two members of the Murphy family, the top three. That's the pick of the bunch for me now. That's a fantastic prize that is. Christopher Duffy, SRFC Umbro training top. Dave Donnelly, Ultras SRFC Scarf. Is that Dave Donnelly from Extra Time Fame? Sounds like it. Big shout out to Dave. Uh Wooden Spoon. Oh no, I'm disgusted with this. <laughs> Karen Connolly, SRFC Umbro training top. Karen, St. Damien's are not doing too well here. We are being hit for six. Uh, and Kill Killers with FIFA 20 PS4. So all prize will be available for collection at the Club Megastar Saturday the 8th of August. So get that date and uh, put on your calendar. Please bring photo ID. Yeah,
1: so it was 100 sign-ups to this one, which was... It was down quite a bit in the first one, but that that maybe was it wasn't down nearly
0: fifty percent, maybe was yeah. maybe,
1: wasn't it? Yeah. more. It was never going to get as many as as, as the
0: first one. But I think there was a couple of factors involved. I think the Thursday yeah. was a major factor because you had kids playing football, you had adults playing football, midweek. It's just it was a little bit tricky. We I mean mm. you live in the Larian, don't you? Still a great night though. Yeah. Still loads of money raised. Brilliant. brilliant. You're looking, sitting Some, there, a couple uh, of beers, having a laugh, three hours of fun. Like it's it really mm. is a brilliant brilliant night so hopefully we'll have another one and then the season one
1: one of the questions was uh, what was our highest aggregate win in Europe and the I,
0: I, second this came yeah. out I just go yep I have it
1: straight yeah. away because <laughs> I mentioned in the in the Adam Campbell interview straight so away so anyone who heard of that I was giving a free answer there I yeah. think
0: I don't think I got a Rovers one wrong I think I got on my Rovers ones right now I'm very happy with that
1: not great knowledge on display between Daniel Lafferty and Dylan Watts no, that, jeez, oh that, that, that was really, really drawn out now. <laughs> Poor Emma. And uh, I, I missed this one, but what was the,
0: the Neil Ferroger one? Something about horses in the zoo? Oh yeah, he was, I think he was asked to just rattle off how many animals are in the zoo, what animals are in the zoo. And he said horses, mm. which I don't think there is at all. I haven't I mean, ever seen a horse in the He zoo. later
1: put up a screenshot googling that there were some horses in sub-zoo somewhere, I don't know, but...
0: No, we're talking about Dublin's in yeah. here now.
1: But there was, uh, and then the Stevens interview with McDerrick. That was, that was great. great. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had two Junior Hoop segments. We had Are You Smarter Than a Junior Hoop, which was recorded here with Hannah. Hannah destroying Juzz, the quiz master.
0: Absolutely obliterating Juzz. Can't show his face again in Tallah Stadium. Possibly he'll have to give up his job. Uh, his life is ruined. And it was, it was brilliant. It was great. Hannah's was fantastic as well. Imagine you or I
1: sat here and tried to spell a super caddy-faginistic SPL dog. Shit, rattled it off. Like, <laughs> wildfire as well, so.
2: Yeah.
1: And the one I was looking forward to, the sumo match, <laughs>
0: Garrett Was it the,
1: what you thought it was? <laughs> it was, actually, yeah.
0: <laughs> Garrett playing the heel. Oh, man. It was, we, we actually kind of just decided, I don't know, I think it was Glenn Dorn, he just came up with it and says, right, we'll have a bit of fun with it. And bounce, Bounce Dublin, I think it was. They gave us the stuff, Mm -hmm. and we just we kind of came up with it on the day. And I was like, right, I want to be the bad guy, because I could I could do that. And we just had a bit of crack with it, like it was funny.
1: It was funny, but after about five or six times where he's bounced off each other, I was like, right, I hope this doesn't go on
0: too long. Yeah, that's that's what the problem was. I was thinking we can't have any more than one round of this. (laughs) There's no way we can go any further. And then Bill came up with the rest of it, and uh, that's it. Was. It was a bit of bit of fun.
1: You saying that sim wrestling isn't real?
0: <laughs> yeah, Oh, we had great record, man. It's real to me. Went we? for a dip in the 40 foot after it as well. Had a few beers it was great. Um, yeah. So once again, it was uh, I think what are we up to now. We're up to thirty five k. Give or take, on the GoFundMe. So it's like
1: it's. Don't it's, forget that's thirty five k plus hundred new uh, member, so, 100 yeah, new fact, member
0: sign ups. So hundred new members that in factor that in like no no one else has gotten that so yeah so like we said great night and uh, we'll move on injury news on Friday morning <laughs> tell us a bit about this prof
1: well we all we were starting to get a bit pessimistic weren't we we were like well Berkey was meant to be out for a few weeks and I expected them all all the uh, ones who had injuries to be out I know and Jack Byrne hadn't played in pre-season there was talk about Rory Gaffney getting a, an operation we knew Greg Bolger was out for the season we heard little things here and there. We heard something about Gary
0: O'Neill. Jack what? Bourne skating around half fit, two assists, <laughs> as won ha- their
1: goals. But as it happened, Burke and, and Gaffney were both on the bench. Jack started. So, Greg Broder was actually the only one. But, uh, do you see how I worked uh, Darren getting his tattoo into the team news? No, no I
0: didn't see that at all, actually. How did you work that in?
1: Because <laughs> I, I was asking Brazder about being the longest reigning manager. Right, Since Giles. And said, "I said, oh, you also have your face tattooed in someone's arm now.
0: <laughs> yeah, what do you think of that? Yeah, what do you
1: say to someone who does that? N-
0: nice one. Yeah. Thanks. I just love that that was on the team news. Brilliant. Yeah. So the injury news, uh, it was. It was we we're all surprised and happy anyway, but we're hoping that uh, there's been no further aggravations of these injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, in the first dream game." move on to this which has been I've I've availed of this service big time I've been watching most of them we've slowly got beat 32-0 the Brandywell, and then Dundalk drop points at home to Pat Strawn 1-1 and I think Stephen O'Donnell has been watching Rovers because they pretty much set up the way we set up they play Dundalk the way we play and I don't know imitation's uh, not a form of flattery is it but they definitely set up like Rovers 100%. 100%.
1: I only caught the last 20 minutes of this when I came home from work but I was impressed by Pats. They were working yeah. really hard and they were pressing the dock so much.
0: I thought the new signing Gibson up front was very good and Titoff was on the right hand side. He was pretty good as well. A lot of people were praising Ward. Yeah. A guy a guy who worked with a Pats family who was, he was saying that what he thought happened with Titoff was that he just he got thrown into the team and he wasn't aware of Duffy's um, reputation. So he just went out and played his game and didn't have any uh, apprehension like, he didn't think to himself okay well this guy's mm-hmm. a little bit good he's he's known as the best winger and the- he didn't think like that he just went in and played that's interesting yeah. yeah it's a good way of thinking about it uh, we,
1: we, we weren't expecting that though were we? I mean,
0: n- no doc, not at all already we we got a chance to go 5 clear <laughs> the second remember yeah. the, the ball the loose ball that got put for their goal I was just thinking oh, here we go 4-5 nil. Straight uh, straight back up. A lovely finish from I, Benson. I
1: genuinely haven't watched the Dark Live game aside from against us in about three years. And I I open up WhatsApp groups and I just see all the lads going after all these late winners. I'm like, ah oh, bollocks, they did it again. And I'm
0: reading this and like, yeah, obviously. You were... Uh you were texting into the WhatsApp people going lads what are you even watching it for? <laughs> you know what's going to happen.
1: <laughs> okay I was wrong but I mean, was laughing my head off yeah. thinking
0: this is, he's, he's true it's true though it's right. Like <laughs> How many times though have they got late winners? But, uh... but but Pats I thought Pats could have got the three points and if they did they would have been deserved of it. I thought they were very good a couple of good chances played really well. I think I think Dundalk I think Pats I think if you're going to beat Pats you have to sit back Possibly, do you know what I mean? Like I mean, they play well against teams that try and match them, which was which is what we we're going to do. We're going to take the game two parts. So they might they might play better when that comes down to it. Because if you mm-hmm. sit back, they might struggle to break you down. You know. Then they went
1: to last the home to uh,
0: Derry. Then yeah, well, years well later. I was I, I didn't see much of that one, but I was told two sucker punches yeah. and uh, two mistakes for the goals. So, um, move on to the Sligo. Their first win of the season. Which
1: is fine, because we don't want them to finish bottom anyway. No. We want them to go down via the playoff.
0: Yes. Just extend the excruciating pain. <laughs> and just, uh, hopefully, uh, yeah, a nice a nice uh, heartbreaking last-minute goal conceded against <laughs> <Ooh>, Cabin <Capintilli> Thiele, maybe. <laughs> Cabin top of the fourth division, by the way. There's a shocker for you. Uh, Georgie Kelly, ineligible for that one, obviously. And... Um, the deal was done to try and take points off of us, Prof, do you think that's a legitimate claim? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It, it makes total sense. I mean, he wouldn't be getting much playing time at Dundalk. Loan him out to one of our rivals and hopefully he it does
1: a bit of damage. It makes perfect sense to do. You're only talking 13 games. Yeah. And uh, they could nick points off us. so. Yeah. Was it Jay was saying that uh, Celtic have done it for uh, games against Hibs and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it happens all over the world, doesn't it?
1: So the watch LOI, the club, as we said, they they would sort passes for all the season ticket holders. Although we have heard of a few still nervously waiting for their codes ripe up to kickoffs. I think a couple still didn't get them. But uh, in fairness, that's a that's a lot of people to look after. So the club did well.
0: I think they did brilliant. That's did a, really, lot really it, well.
1: it's a lot of it. That's a lot of it. Min work. And the uh, thoughts on it in general. What do you think? Just one quick note on that. When the when the club emails you about this watch LOI stuff, uh, maybe change the banner because it keeps on saying nothing beats being there. Yeah. Could be... Maybe change that. Could be remove that maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Toss in general. I think this is one of the best things to happen to League of Ireland
0: in it is. decades. It's fantastic. The only thing, the only... Now this is a first world problem is that I couldn't get a good... I couldn't cast it well. Like, it would play fine on the phone, looking mm. at it on the phone, but when you look at the TV, it's just lagging totally, which I could probably fix myself. But other than that, just get myself. I used the, the tablet in the end, and it was really, really good sitting there just watching it. Commentary was fine. Um, I've used it only on the laptop so far. I haven't tried the phone. Brilliant. Really, was, really
1: was good. There was issues in the first 10 minutes or so, but then they, they were corrected. Uh, Only, like, you get the commentator and all. Only one. Some people are saying maybe add a, a second commentator. But no, I think it does the job. I think yeah. it's fine. It really is. At one stage, they were they were apologising for all the swearing <laughs> yeah. from the players. If you saw that news story beforehand, the players were warned not to swear because there wouldn't be any uh, fake crowd noise oh, I could look drowning them out. Footballers not
0: to swear during the game. But this is
1: just look at the yeah. reaction from overseas hoops. Like they've been crying out for this for years.
0: And I think it's here to stay now. Like there's it all,
1: no there's no way we can go back after yeah. this.
0: It came together quite quickly and and done well as well. Like what's the I'd love to know the name of the company, I'm gonna look into it a little bit more, but is the actual company behind it or is it electricity or who's the who's the tech company that's involved with it? It's it's done really well. It was done quick mm. enough. It's the same crowd as the GAA one right right. I didn't know that but, but uh, it's, it's yeah it was done quick enough and it's a good product I'm really happy with it mm. I have no problems bar maybe the first day of a couple of g- ghosts in the system or was it ghost in the machine what's, what's the saying uh gremlins gremlins know, in the system yeah. gremlins in the system <laughs> I don't know but either way it was, oh, it's fine now really happy with it so
1: yeah you'd be interested to see like the numbers and stuff uh saw the league put out that Cork are leading the way in stream subscribers Although
0: that's definitely not, fake news.
1: That's not factoring in like the, the season ticket holders that are automatically getting it. So it'll be interesting two tables. That and the ones where you count overall. But uh, you know the way you, <laughs> you you select your club and you sign up? Yeah. So that'd be cool data to have. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see the numbers. Uh, like there's no Premier League to go up against in the next few weeks. I know our game was played the same day as the FA Cup final, but I mean, that's, that's it then for a while. You know, like, I
0: found myself yeah. in where was it? I was in town on Saturday. I was just floating around, and you just, you just stick it on, you'd be like, Oh, there's a game on. So, you're just kind of floating around with the, with the, with the mm-hmm. handset in your hand, just watching it as deadly. As Dan McDonald said, we'll actually get to know
1: more about other teams because of the way the games are staggered out. Normally, it was just you'd see a couple of clips from Stoiger or Derry or whatever on the Monday, and you think you're an expert, but now you can actually watch them all like would you watch Harps versus Shelburne on a wet Tuesday night 5.45 kick off with Siobhan Madigan on commentary yes. I don't know whatever yes. gets yes. you off yes it would people <laughs> people have weird fetishes yeah. no, no judgment no judgment on the show but like yeah
0: yeah I definitely would uh, so Saturday this is a, this came out of blue now I didn't expect this at all Aaron Bulger returning from Cardiff on loan and Graham Bourke has signed the year extension to his loan deal from Preston so re- really really good news Borky sticking around. I actually, thinking about me starting 11, I was cycling home from work and the whole way home, which is maybe 14, 16, 17 minutes, depends, genuinely thinking all the way home of the starting 11. <laughs> I, and I was chopping and changing and I'm lucky there's no cars in the road and as I would have got hockey though, but I genuinely just thinking to myself, Jesus, what, what way is it going to work here? We're going up now because I'm thinking to myself, Dirty Away isn't Dirty Away anymore because there's no fans. And if you look at the amount of away fixtures that have, all the teams that have won away in the last world, it's a lot. It's a lot. So fans really do make a difference.
1: We're still the only home win.
0: Mm. So I'm really, like, th- that's seven, that's an issue. Seven matches in, we're yeah. still the only home victory. deadly. Really is an issue now. Enough. But uh,
1: setting these players and getting them back on loan is genius. Oh,
0: we're smart like that, aren't we? It's really good. Who, who, who else have we had? Who else have we got back on loan now? Yeah, we've, who, uh, who have we sold and then taken back? Oh, well, Borky was one. I don't know if we've uh,
1: taken any of the others back on loan.
0: Oh, we've gotten them back for free. Well, I
1: mean, if, you, if, you're, if you're counting, like, transfer fees, yeah, counting Bizzunu and, and Borky, yeah. But um, if you put our profits from ins and outs next to them dock, side by side, it's like night and day, <laughs> Do you remember they once bought Dylan Connolly for twenty-five grand from Bray, two weeks before they released all their players.
0: <laughs> Where is he? Did he get released?
1: In the UK? Yeah, I think um, he was. Think he's him.
0: possibly released.
1: I think I heard a rumor that he was going to go to Dundalk. That's a great sign, Aaron Bolger. Yeah, he was captain
0: there at twenty-three, wasn't he? Apparently, he was doing really well. So, it'd be great to see him. So, 98, 99 Player of the Year, and Tifty's favorite. The hater of cameras. It is Tony Odell, so we're going to have a chat with him. Uh,
1: a belated happy 50th birthday to, to you, Tony. How's it feel to be 50? Oh,
3: yeah, it feels fantastic. <laughs> Didn't think I'd get this far now, you know what I mean? But
1: I made it. <laughs> Pretty proud of myself. There you go. Well, uh, don't worry, today's interview won't be quite as long as last time. Remember that four hour show with uh, Derek Tracy? <laughs> A,
3: yeah, Jesus, I'll
2: do it. Yeah.
1: I seem to recall you ringing your missus for help. You thought you'd been kidnapped or something. <laughs> I
2: know.
3: Yeah. The uh, yeah, I think she was over at our bar that day. Yeah, the bar doesn't live too far from there, just a kilometer. You know? So it's the hell, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've recorded a uh, hundred and twenty-nine episodes and no word of a lie, that is actually still my favourite because it's the most I've laughed in any show.
3: (laughs) God, there must have been some bad shows in there, so. (laughs)
1: Uh, Self-deprecating humour as usual. But, uh, (laughs) there'll be more of a focus on the 98-99 season in this one for you because it's their Player of the Year series that we've been doing. So, you arrived from, you arrived from Derry City, so, talk about that decision to leave Derry and how the move to Rovers came kind of built then? Um.
3: <clears throat> well, it was kind of a couple of, a couple of months in the uh, pipeline, sort of thing, you know. Um, I wasn't really getting on with Felix at the time, sort of thing. You know I mean? Um. We had a bad season the year before that. Like we went from the champions team. Need to nearly getting relegated. you know that sort of way? Um. And that year I got Player of the Year, Open Thirty. Um, so I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. He wasn't happy with that year anyway, but he was kind of, I don't know what it was, but he just wasn't. Happy. So we weren't kind of getting on, and then um, I think brothers were kind of struggling for uh, to get a keeper sort of thing, you know. Um, keepers weren't playing that well sort of thing, so they were looking for a keeper. So. It's kind of two or three months, kind of in the pipeline, sort of thing, um, and then it was just uh, sort with Bob, you, uh, you know what I mean, and uh, farming me and that sort of thing, you know, like a uh, transfer fee, uh, that sort of thing, you know, just negotiating, you know, and I, I wanted to kind of get back to Dublin, sort of thing, you know what I mean, and um, so uh, like it was a great move for me in the end, like I was. Uh, that it called, you know you saw transfers at certain times it looks like it's going to be a done deal, and then you know two days later, it like it's all the yeah it's totally off and so I was just delighted to get all over the line then starting you know
1: so uh, and you actually made your debut against there you know your former club with a clean sheet to boot
3: yeah it's funny like nowadays you wouldn't be allowed to make like, a debut against your former club but it's mad the way uh, <laughs> the first game playing against them in Talke, and yeah yeah it was a nil all draw I think actually um, so it felt weird but uh, I enjoyed it sort of thing you know what I mean and uh, it just felt, felt
1: great great to be at Rovers at that stage you know what I mean. So uh, Joe Caldwell was the new chairman of Rovers back then I think he actually put some of his own money into these uh, signings it was yourself Terry Palmer Jason Sherlock and Billy Wood so with those sort of calibre signings what were the expectations was it at least european qualification
3: um i i suppose it was like starting of Um, like in fairness to joe like he, he put a lot of his own money in you know what i mean Um, like think he, he was obviously a good businessman but um, i think around that time he sold either either his company or part of his company anyway um, but he put a lot of money into was like starting of like he really did bank bankroll Rovers for a few years sort of thing you know what I mean like um, like all his own money there wasn't many sponsors around then there wasn't many people looking to put money into Rovers it was him and kind of a hard of the support that like w- literally kept Rovers going but um, yeah um, like yeah I suppose, uh, suppose Europe would have been the kind of bottom line in that season really because um they got gotten Europe the year before, so obviously you do something the year before you want to push on again. And um, so I suppose that it, like it didn't work out that way, but it, like it's probably why he made bad and um, his job. But yeah, Europe would have been I suppose the minimum they were looking for that year, you know.
1: And Joe sadly passed away in December 2018. What do you remember the kind of man he was?
3: Uh, Joe was a lovely man. You know what I mean? Like um, obviously. Um, Any time dealing with dealing with him like, um, uh, like he couldn't do enough for you, you know what I mean. If he could do something for you, he would do something for you. Um, like even you know, contract negotiations or anything, like he'd be honest, straight down the line. You know, no messing up, bullshitting, or trying to do you. He always gave you a fair deal, you know what I mean. He'd never try and you know, even with younger lads or anything, signed or. The forced contract or, or whatever, you know, he'd never kind of do them, you know, that sort of the way. He'd never kind of sign them for payments if they were worth more, you know, which I always kind of admired about him, you know what I mean? He always, like, he, he must have been that way in business as well because he, you know, everyone seems to like him. I, I, I haven't heard anyone to, to have a bad word about Joe now, you know what I mean?
1: So Jason Sherlock finishes as our top goal scorer that season. Everyone found he's remembers that story of how he was whisked to Ballybuffet by helicopter. Do you remember him landing just before that Finn Harps game? I
3: do, I do, yeah. I think, I, I, I'm not sure it was a Dublin game or a club uh, club county game he had or something like that. But It was like a bleeding big air car uh, helicopter. It wasn't one of those uh, kind of two series was like a bleeding Chinook, you know, landing in the next field to Ballybuffet and uh, him hopping out and coming in it was, it was just bizarre we were playing in value they were bleeding feck all money and most clubs around the 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 league the, uh, the had feck our money as well and here's royce uh, Royston a bleeding helicopter you know it's just mad like <laughs> you were, good you... times so though I think we lost that game 1-0 as well
1: yeah he was on the wrong end of uh, both both games that day Sherlock Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you uh you once nearly got the helicopter treatment yourself When you were on loan to Kilkenny City From Leeds back in 1991 Do you remember this uh, near incident? Yeah well yeah, They were trying to get
0: me back home I was bleeding um, I, It
3: ended up the flight was cancelled Anyway It was, uh, it was uh, obviously bad weather and, and all that sort of thing So I was stuck in uh, Manchester airport Trying to get back there, uh, I didn't get back in the end, anyway. Probably
1: did them a favor. <laughs> so, the closest we came to silverware that season was the League Cup, but unfortunately, you, you were sent off in the second leg of the final at Turners Cross. So, a bad night at the office for you,
3: yeah. Um, I think we drew a forced leg, uh, one all, and then we went down there. And uh, packed actually, you, know, you think the League Cup final now or uh, was absolutely rammed back then, um corners cross and um can't remember who scored a volley in the first half wasn't it it wasn't a bad goal and it's, it's kind of a size foot volley from about 8 yards out so they were 1-0 up the and then in the second half just a ball came through and I came out with um, John at feet and um, he kind of just stood on me kind of foot you know not, not a major stand just a kind of stand you know what I mean Like just a little stand on me foot and I know just like four to six inches. Just kind of went back with my own foot on the bleeding line. of been busy, you know what I mean, trying to get his bleeding name in the fucking paper. Flags the fucking ref, and the ref sent me a fucking straight red for fucking that week. You know what I mean? Um, and a panel. They missed a the panel, but uh, the red card then was fucking rescinded after I saw the bleeding. Really trying to tell you, there was nothing in it.
1: But uh, it was too late then Yeah So you mentioned earlier Mick Byrne was manager It was his second season in charge And we finished in 8th place 3 points above the relegation zone 7 points off Europe But it was enough ultimately And he got the sack Mick is obviously a legend So did you sympathise with him?
3: Oh yeah Big time Like like Mick signed me for the club You know so You don't really want the manager That signed you for the club Going you know what I mean Because like you know, football's a game of opinions and the next manager in might in mightn't rate you, you know what I mean? So you definitely don't want the, the manager that signed you for the club going. But um, Mick was great for me, like you know, um, like he kinda got he obviously got me there and forced through the deal and, you know, obviously had to stump up the field ball for me as well. But like I really, really, really enjoyed The time with Mick and obviously had a good good season, even though the team didn't have a good season. He had a good season, um, and we had a couple of good victories on the way. And I wouldn't, I, I couldn't speak highly you enough know, for me, anyway. You know what I mean? But um, look, uh, you know, football—the kind of top tier. If, if a manager's not producing results at the end of the day, like they're gonna pay with their job. Unfortunately, no matter how how nice a manager is and how good a job he did the season. The season before it's like it's like Eddie Howe now everything's forgotten all the all the things we did before this season everything's forgotten got them relegated and, and now he's gone you know so fo- fo- football can be uh, well it is cruel
1: can be cruel so Damian Richardson was appointed as successor to Mick uh, Damian was introduced at the Grover's Player of the Year Awards by by Joe Caldwell. And demo stood up and made a speech that lasted eleven minutes. <laughs> Do you remember this?
3: Jeez, only eleven minutes—that was short for Damien. <laughs> it must have been just hello and goodbye for him. Um, is another legendary sort of thing, you know what I mean? Like you know, some of the stories you can tell about Damon he was, he was, he was good and enjoyed the time. And and like for a lot of a lot of the time he was there, we were fairly close to kinda of winning things. We just we just never got it over the line. I d I don't know what season it was. I think the season before he was before he um, was let go. I think we were in the, the semi final, the league cup, semi final, the FAI Cup and we were like level on points with Chelsea in the league with kind of three or four weeks ago. And then within them within two weeks we were able to the league Cup out of the FAI Cup and I think we'd lost ourselves in the league with budget but we'll just put us out of the league. So, um fine lines in football as they say, but um supposedly the won one of them trophies this year you would have stayed, but unfortunately we just kind of imploded for two or three weeks and a season came to them. But um same thing, they got on well with Damon um everyone has their moment sort of thing, you know what I mean? But um I mean, I enjoyed his time there
1: sort of thing you know you told us a great Rico story in the podcast so I'd encourage people to go back and listen to that one <laughs> <laughs> Plen- yeah you told plenty of stories that day uh, you and Daryl great in-depth about your career so yeah I'd encourage people to check that one out but you uh so you won the Player of the Year award that night at the ceremony do you recall your thoughts going in and your reaction to it, receiving it
3: um no, no, I didn't. Like, to be honest, now I'm not being funny, but I didn't expect that at all sort of thing. You know what I mean? Um, I was just going into it, it's at that stage. It was, it was a great time to see the lads at the end of the season, and although we didn't we we didn't have a great team, it felt like that team really got on well. Probably got on too well. You know what I mean? It was it was really kind of like. Um, a bunch of fucking mates, really, you know, that sort of way. Um, probably, you know, I wouldn't say anyone at the dressing room didn't get on, get on with anyone else. And the whole group kind of got on really well together. So that was, I was just looking forward to going out with all the lads that night. The women were there as well, sort of thing. But uh, you can't have everything. But, um, yeah, just really enjoyed it.
1: And to get that word in your very first season with the club, it must have felt great, and it was probably just just the start of what was a great bond with the supporters in your time with the club.
3: Yeah, it was like, um, as I say, like um, it's, you know, it's, you, it, you kind of, when you when you're going through, you kind of think oh, that it's, it's you know, I, yeah, I played well, I played. year. You. you kind of don't, you just kind, of, you're kind of looking at the next season, the next game, but. Looking back now it was, it was great, like, sort of thing, you know what I mean? And um, it was a great achievement, you know what I mean? Like, to, to be voted player of the year, you, you don't realise when it's happening, sort of thing, because you're all, you're in that kind of bubble, you're playing all the time, you're playing to your best and trying to play to your best, but looking back now, you just realise how hard it is to get, kind of, a, a player of the year out of the club, and to be honest, most times, for a keeper to get player of the year, the team doesn't really do that well most of the time. You know what I mean? Because if the team are doing well, generally the keeper doesn't have that much to do. If you're at the top of the table, you don't have that much to do. But if you're going to mid table or lower table, you know, the keeper gets a lot more to do and a lot more chances to shine. And it's probably not a great thing that your keeper's player of the year, but um, you know, I enjoyed it. And looking back now, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty well. Um, a very proud moment for me you know a sort of way because you just realise like, you realise now you know for a player to get a player to you know, you too, you
1: know that sort of way so a young Shane Robinson arrived from Waterford that summer then I noticed you had Shane in your all time 11 which you did on the on the Robbers Twitter and Facebook it's, it's hard for fans like me to picture Sh- to Robbo as a pacing winger but uh, that's what he was back then for his first 5 or 6 years and you obviously highly rated him
3: yeah, I oh, know, He's he was, he's the exact type of player I like, he's, um, he was a hard worker, no mess, he got the ball out to him, didn't try and, well, not do anything fancy, but, he just kept going at the wing, or, or going at the fullback all the time, just in knocking it by him, strong, hard to knock off the ball, worked his arse off, and, um, played, played with a great attitude, you know what I mean, played with a smile on his face, and, he enjoyed it and you know what I mean like and, and once you, you don't want a player doing that and he, he was serious as well like starting a but he he, he worked his socks off and you knew that he was like he was great for say like, you know Kuzo or Shani Francis because he knew he was just going to get it knock a boy to full back and get it in the box you know what I mean so um, Shani and Kuzo and could just feed off that because they knew it was coming in all, all the time he was just just direct, giving the ball at the full-back cross. And it was great. Obviously, you know, he, he, he developed his game after that then, sort of thing, you know. But um, at the time, he was just raw, sort of thing. And it was great to see. And he just believed in himself. Didn't, didn't care who he was playing against. Just whoever the full-back he was playing against. the always gave him a hard time, sort of thing, you know what I mean? And great attitude. And a great lad, like, as well, you know, so...
1: And speaking of all time 11s, we did our own one on this podcast. We had an old time Shamar was eleven before and after Milltown. And you came second in our poll behind Alan Manus, so no shame on that. But it was it was your it was your pal Dush Jerry who nominated you. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, good
3: lad old Jerry, yeah. Bearing the town. Jeez, we go back a few years now. It'll be either him going to my funeral or I'll be going to his funeral, one or the other. <laughs>
1: I believe you paid him back by giving him an old Irish jersey that you are.
3: Yeah, I gave him an old, um, an old, uh, under-21 jersey I had from back in the day. Long time ago now, but, um, yeah. Yeah, cheers, yeah. So, uh, I hope, he, hope he's hanging on as well somewhere.
1: So we're still talking about the summer of 99. Uh, there was a friendly with Baca Juniors Juniors at Talca Park. Uh, I think we talked about this a bit on the podcast before, but... Because Daryl Scored both our goals That day So you were in goal For us Do you remember Who your opposite number was
3: Um, No I'm, I'm, I'm terrible with Things Especially for sports Questions I'm terrible with
1: It was a 17 year old Willy Caballero
3: Jesus
1: Yeah, Still going strong At 38 Played in the FA Cup final Last weekend Fair play for huh? He's yeah.
3: probably Saying the same thing We played against Tony O'Deo <laughs> You know what I mean
1: Exactly <laughs> You'd probably interview it about it afterwards, yeah?
3: <laughs> At least I still have my hair.
1: <laughs> so meanwhile, over in Manchester, Gavin Bazoon, who has been added to Man City's Champions League squad, so it's fantastic to see Gavin doing well over there, isn't it?
3: Ah, it's brilliant, yeah, and um, delight from him, absolutely delight from because, you know, a lot of, like probably a lot of people say it, but... Uh, I, I, you, you, I really mean you couldn't meet a nicer a nice lad like you know what I mean he'd come up and see his, uh, his uh, younger brother playing roles and that and like, you wouldn't meet a more genuine lovely guy and um, it's great to see you know a, a nice lad actually doing well in the game sort of thing you know what I mean kind of you know a lot of the times you see just the, the cocky side of footballers and kind of giving it a lot but totally down there on a film and um, absolutely lovely lad you know what I mean um, and I hope he goes on and is even better and eventually plays for the uh, city force team you know fingers crossed for him, it'd be great to see him go that far and maybe play for Ireland
1: as well you know you're uh, one of our academy coaches of course you've gone back to your son's team the under 14s they were last year's under 13s national league side under Aidan Price so how are you and Troy getting on before, I suppose, all this happened?
3: Um, yeah, doing well. We're in uh, we're in the quarterfinals of the All-Ireland now. Um, not this weekend, the following weekend, I think it's the 15th or 16th. We're down at Castle Bar, playing Castle Bar Celtic. Um, so, kind of warmed up, played a couple of games against Linfield, or not Linfield, 5th uh, um, and um I think we're playing Linfield on the 5th of September as well. Um so there were a couple of good games like um, down the road zone and then going to Belfast. It was great the lads great for the lads just to see a different environment and sort of thing, you know what I mean? And uh, having to go away and, and play in a hot hostile like atmosphere which was excellent for them, you know.
1: Keith he's on uh, that staff as well. What's he like to work with?
3: Um, yeah, Keith's great. Keith's he, he's been brilliantly sort of he knows the game sort of loves the game um, obviously he, ha- he he's um, he has a bit of time to himself now obviously he's, he's, he's done well in the game sort so he he just concentrates on um, on his coaching now and um, seems to be enjoying it and uh, he's a great lad to have around the place you know what I mean really um, can talk to players can empathise with players sort of thing you know because of the uh, all the, all the things he's, he's gone through. So he's gone through everything in the game, really. So he knows where kind of young players are coming from and maybe the, the pitfalls. Maybe he's gone into a, a couple of pitfalls that maybe he can talk to lads about that uh, maybe they can avoid in their uh, football career, you know.
1: And in June of last year, your boys won a bit of silverware in France. That must have been a great experience for them.
3: Oh that was fantastic, yeah. That that tournament is uh it's a kind of an invitation only tournament. Um so it's all the um all the first division and second division teams in France and then um, the kind of regional teams as well, so you're kinda of DDFLs or your Munster Leagues. Um so uh, we ended up winning that. Uh, which was kind of fantastic. Uh uh it was unbelievable. I think we were forced. I think we were forced bottom team to win. I think part of that the the course the year before or something, or or two years before, because we got the Quarters the year before, but two years before, and uh, it, was, it was nice to be kind um, of academies from France that have kind of multi million kind of euro uh, budget. You know what I mean? Um, compared to ourselves, so um, quarter finals the year before. to to lose Beatles in the the quarterfinals the year before knocked us out in penals it was nice to get them back this year we beat them in penals in the quarterfinals this year so uh, yeah then went on and then um, then kind of won the final 4-1 then as well handy enough but uh, the lads were brilliant so uh, I'd say there was a few French teams taking notes there did a couple of outstanding performances you know
1: and going back two years ago uh, young Troy captained under, under 12s in the DDSL Tom Cavanagh Cup win in Abistown beating St. Kevin's 2-1 so you had Troy and the proud dad in the same picture with you looking at the camera what happened Tony? I don't know
3: what happened <laughs> maybe I saw the Cumber Emotion um, yeah no I didn't have Troy captain just because he was my son by the way because uh the, uh, the captain um, Troy's only always captain so the captain that was actually away on holidays um, but that's why Troy was captain that day so it was nothing to do with me no favourite isn't there at all um, yeah so uh, yeah proud day kind of beating Kevin's in the final and uh, uh, because at that stage they were kind of winning everything sort of thing you know what I mean all through the years and kind of started to knock them off that page a bit sort of thing you know what I mean on the like heaven's known, that rovers were coming sort of thing, you know. So, uh, yeah, it was an enjoyable, enjoyable day all around.
1: I think Robert Goggins has found the secret, because he he said that day, poor Tony didn't know where to look, he had two cameras pointing at him, so I waited as he tried to swivel his eyes away.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's Robert's experience there from all the years <laughs> down road. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Being cagey there. I was wondering, I know I definitely wasn't looking at a camera, he caught he caught
1: me on the story there, I remember interviewing uh, Bobby Best and George Kelly. I think it was some sometime after the the time you and there were on the podcast and until I told Bobby about the reason you look kept looking away from the camera, he didn't know that, so he was Did he deep,
3: not know?
1: no <laughs> <laughs> he, he was quite <laughs> frustrated over the years you were never looking at him. but uh no, I
3: take a while, yeah, Yeah. Like it does a fucking camera, cameraman's head in You know <laughs> Even if you look slowly away It ruins the whole photo And then if you won't look back And the lads know now at that stage They say just take it He's not going to look Just take it Anyway you won't You won't get him to look So if you hear here 10 Just take it So uh, yeah You can blame that On that bleeding patch cameraman
1: Yeah, Another reason to listen to that 4 hour show Tony explains the reason <laughs> Why he doesn't look at the camera On that episode But uh, thanks a million, Tony. We really enjoyed talking to you. No
3: problem. Thanks very much for the call. See you, bye. See you now. Look
0: after yourself, bye, bye. So that was Big T, and of course, a friend. He does it all. Mm. He refs. uh, He's he's Mm. a great guy. Really. Luke and native as well. Always very generous with his time.
1: Great guy. You you ask him to help out or do something on the show, and he, he doesn't hesitate.
0: Keep your eyes peeled as well. He'll be helping us out with our Patreon content too. So uh, we need a we need a pretty face. So that was Tony. Yeah. So Finn Harps three one Tallaght Stadium. The football is back. All the goals coming in the first half. Uh, I said no goals in the first half. My prediction. <laughs> I said all the goals in the second half. So totally wrong. And um, yeah. So delighted to be back, Prof.
1: Yeah. The football is back. I was I was there myself. Uh, apologies to Mick McCarthy if he's listening, but I was one of the fortunate few and the tenants. It was basically a handful of of volunteers, people you'd see at the turnstiles, PA, ball boys, people at work making tea and coffee at half time and stuff. So, um, obviously, it was quite strange there. Ollie Horgan was loud, in case you're wondering. He didn't shout work a thousand times, but he shouted a lot. Stephen Kenny was there, not wearing a mask.
0: What was it like in that game, an actual game? Because this one I asked the players as well eventually what was it like being at a competitive game with no fans an actual league game because like, was was it was weird
1: yeah it was It was really strange it just it automatically feels like it's unimportant it feels like it's a friendly or an in the season affair who was the first ball boy The break character <laughs> it was the way Maloney was moving that was obvious it was him I didn't actually cap his dunster at all until I saw him Uh later
0: Cause uh, I was it was you'd have I mean ball boys did anyone do the old don't give them the ball quick enough job <laughs> when they were when when they got a sec- when they got their treat with a, their first goal like and I they kind have been pressing maybe I think Maloney said the Finner
1: actually gave out them for being too or sorry give out to someone else I think for being too quick
0: yeah ah oh, yeah being a ball uh, boy is uh, a yeah. it's one of the dark arts ball retrievers are known as them they? ball
1: retrievers yeah sorry yeah uh, one one actually cleared the roof I don't know who fetched that one but. But uh, yeah, Bartley Ramsey got in. Good to see, good to see that. Barry
0: would have been one of their media guys, wouldn't he?
1: Good to see a half legend getting in. Greg Balger was there on a boo on crutches.
0: Oh, poor fella. Yeah. So there was, I like,
1: counted seven flags striped across the seats in the sales stand. Ours are um, still like,
0: strewn throughout Kilnarden somewhere have to get them back. How did ours end up with Tommy Kelly? Tommy Kelly, well, it was for young Alex's funeral, so ah, yes. people have been built, but one is still unaccounted for <laughs> somewhere around Kilnarden. <laughs> But we'll get it back. Yeah, the club said beforehand that you were able
1: to leave your flags in and, and hang them up. Caber hours before kickoff. But uh, yeah, it's just not the same at all. No, it's just. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not. I'm not glad that I wasn't glad to be there. I was, but it's not the same without fans around you. As the old saying goes,
0: football without Aussie Nate is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh no true a word's been spoken the, no the thing is as well, like I oh, wouldn't be able to hold my tongue like if I'm a ball retriever and someone's in the middle about to get stuck in I'm going to be going get the fuck come on <laughs> ah, and like if one of their players is coming near to me take a throw i would be giving them the fingers going fuck yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it would be too hard not to react I think I'd better off um, oh, just watching the stream but I don't think considering we know for a fact we're not going to get back Thanks to El Mee Hall, um doesn't seem like we're gonna be getting back to football anytime soon. Anyway above two hundred people anyway, but That was terrible news, yeah. Um that we we we'll talk about that in a while. We'll talk about McDerrith. McDarrah Farris' match report in Extra Time had this. There may be only 200 people in the ground, but it raised a cheer from the Rovers' contingent of directors, officials, and the oldest set of ball boys and girls this reporter has ever seen. The club had handed the ball retriever duty to a section of the club supporters who were spaced out around the empty stands of Tallis Stadium. So, uh, some nice words from McDarrah. Both set of players, they took the knee before the whistle for the Black Lives Matter movement. And... um, I think somebody
1: was a bit... uh college. ...eager. Yeah. <laughs> he was halfway into the box. <laughs> You've seen that a few times. I remember seeing a
0: Liverpool player do that. Mane, so. yeah, Mane, yeah. Mane did it as well. So we'll move on to the game itself. And... Possibly... Picked the right... I think we were one player down. I picked Williams to start. I think we got... I think we got 10 over of 11. And... Can we just start about Jack Bourne's free kick? I don't like Jordan Flores got all the praise in the world for a, a, a half arsed fucking shank shot. This made no sense this goal. This like it didn't make sense whatsoever. It broke the laws of gravity. Look at the look at Bill Gleason's view and the video that he took from behind. It does not make sense. It looks fake. It looks like it's been rewinded. Like, it lo- it's looks totally fake. And no look free kick as well. It was absolutely stunning. Ronaldinho in the flesh. Yeah, like we said earlier on, uh, a half-fit fucking Jack Bourne just comes on and, and can do that. Like, it, ju- just look at it again. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm overreacting here. The <laughs> way it curled in is so... You don't see free kicks like that anymore. Like, it was absolutely stunning. It was a thing of beauty. Stunning. Just skating around, and then
1: the lawyer, the bill took that,
0: uh,
1: took that video because mm. otherwise it was only going to be one camera at the ground.
0: Like it just made the arc was oh, just a thing of beauty,
1: ah, sublime. It was unbelievable. I love this bit of commentary. It was like, as Burn stood over the 6 minute free kick, twenty-five yards from goal. You could hear the hum of the traffic on the N81. The
0: hum of the traffic, <laughs> nice. I love that. Um, Jack steps up again for an assist with Dylan Watts and a bit of pressure bit a bit of pressing from us pays off and we retrieve the ball and Jack uh, slides in Dylan Watts and a super finish bit of power in it as well didn't just place it into the bottom left corner and uh, Dylan Watts continues his good form and um, really really good delighted. delighted he got it because we were mm. talking about him stepping up again Yeah. and um, he has done what we said he'd do and that step up to the plate and uh, that was a worry that he because he started the season so well would he be able to continue that
1: and we, we were hearing good things from pre-season or whatever you want to call it preparation and it looks like he is t- yeah. very very tidy finish very very tidy finish brilliant he, he had one I don't know what, what stage of the game it was in the first half but he had one cleared off the line as well where he oh, was put through oh the little hand, dink I lovely, knew you'd lovely, love that lovely little chip knew you'd love that cleaver.
0: Brilliant bit of play, yeah. and I think it was Webster, possibly Webster, yeah. who, who cleared it. There's,
1: there's a ninety, at least a ninety second lag in this stream. So co- a couple of lads in the chat they were, we were being warned about spoilers, so to make sure not to say anything.
0: Oh, I didn't know. I didn't even know yeah. there was a lag. Uh, and so, then because
1: yeah, I watched the ball go in, and then I, like, I just kept an eye on the phone. I was like, right, here it comes, here it oh,
0: comes. Ah, right, so you timed it. Okay. Yeah. And then on a uh, thirty-seven again, we had Jack. Setting up Aaron McInniff, doing what he does, and that scoring belters all the time. He's uh, starting to live up mm-hmm. to his song really, really well now. And another great, great strike. A
1: able people saying the keeper is probably no, I had pace balls, for days, but man. it was very, very powerful shot.
0: Pace and power, and yeah. down to the left, keeper had no chance. Um, this, really, this good. is
1: outrageous from Jack Byrne though. He didn't play one minute of preseason, and we're 37
0: minutes in here. He scores a free kick and two assists. Slippers on, smoking a cigar, just skating around the park, assisting yeah. scoring free kicks. Do you know
1: what? His best moment of the game, aside from the free kick, it, it counted for nothing. It was this gorgeous pass through for, for Greener. and But he was flagged for offside. Yeah. Stun- and uh, <laughs> no, he definitely looked on. So that should have been
0: another goal. So you're looking at... You're looking at like the likes of I think I was talking to Ryan LeGroux about his chances of making Slovakia for the Ireland team. Like, why wouldn't you take Jack Ford? Because he has that's a that's a really really good option to have. Even if you don't start him, probably he won't. He probably won't start for Ireland. But yeah. well, I think there was think about that option that you have. If you're chasing the game, you need to go. You can bring someone on with a killer pass, who can score from range and has a free kick in him. That's the type of player that you need to have on your bench if you want to chase the game. It's a fantastic option to have, and Kenny, w- w- I think he would take that chance. I think it's so, all McCarthy
1: playing him versus Kenny playing him. It's two very different things. McCarthy yeah, had one campaign to qualify. Is he going to play Jack Byrne in his first competitive game mm. in the playoff? Whereas Stephen Kenny, this is his first ever match. Yeah, there is pressure to qualify, but it's only the beginning. He's expected to be here for years.
0: We're we're expecting the long haul here. Yeah, We're
1: expecting another... So it's more like... Brad's likely. our project, you yeah. could say. Kenny is far more likely to play him. Not just because he's a former League of Ireland uh, manager. But, uh, yeah, this this first half, we pretty much annihilated Harps. I mean, they could not get the ball off us.
0: Poor Ryan Connolly was chasing shadows all day. Yeah, Carr Cairns was absolutely deno- Delo- <laughs> <laughs> Um there, <laughs> Tell me, yeah. right... I re- this goal really annoyed me. The one we conceded really annoyed me in thirty nine minutes. Long throw, fluting around in the box, flick on, and yeah. just it's it was it was very uh, it was very uh, Tel Aviv esque. It was like our goal over there, wasn't it? But it just annoyed <laughs> yeah. me. That was you should be clearing them, and you can see that they were frustrated. It looked but a bit too easy or something. Yeah. The guy who scored was not. <laughs> was, was he? He obviously wasn't the guy taking the, the long throws. Did you see the guy taking the long throws?
1: Yeah.
0: You see, they're heading them. <laughs> He was like a 70s folk singer, big, long, bushy, bouncy, Rory Gallagher hair, and uh, looked like a county guy player or something like that. No, it didn't look like a footballer in the slightest. Right. No, I didn't cop that. But, uh, really frustrating goal to concede, in, like, and I can imagine Bradshaw was really pissed off at it as well.
1: Harps didn't actually score against us last year at all, in the five meetings.
0: In the five meetings, yeah.
1: not one goal? Yeah, all clean sheets they've a good squad though I I can see them staying up I didn't see McNamee
0: at all yes so I'm thinking he might be out
1: as things stand Cork appeared to be the worst team in the league
0: yeah Rockmount beat them Carl Rockmount beat them 2-0 apparently
1: they played half their first team in that match doesn't matter once we've seen Rockmount beat them but uh, yeah were you impressed with us in this first half as in like we were off for four months and our tempo and passing was really good.
0: Yeah, but it goes back to what we were talking about again. Once again, though, what we spoke about was... Is that... We've had how long now... How many games... And how long to get our game right again. Like, I'm not... Sounding like a... Billy Big Bollocks... But we should be playing like that. We should... Be going out and annihilating Harps in the first half. Because of all the time that we've had to train together... And get our arse and gear as regarding games, pre-season games as well. Like you said, we've had six, seven pre- or mid-season games, and we've had the time, and the the effort, to kind of go and do this, so we should be doing this, realistically. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Not that we expect to play well, but we expect to, we expect this type of level, of um, professionalism, from the players, and it was really, really good. It's great to see. Still impressed though. Pedestrian second half, as some 70, would
1: say. 70% position, in the end. Yeah. Typical, by the way, my first football match in four months and then I went to the toilet and missed half the goals. Because <laughs> um, you had to walk from the west end to the east end. And those two goals came in the space of like two minutes.
0: The second half was a typical championship manager. Uh, second half all the goals. I,
1: I have no notes in the second half. Nothing like, I
0: Just It there was
1: like a thinner body that was saved with the keeper's legs. That's, okay. all, I, that's all I have written here
0: other than that yeah it wasn't great
1: but listen um, yeah, we, job but, done Brazor did allude to why uh, the game went so flat he said well there you have it Just the four months off taking effect yeah. maybe on both sets of players
0: lack of fans is another thing as well
1: plus he mentioned the fans yeah he said if the fans had been there uh, they would have picked up the team and gotten their backs yeah to, to raise the game you know
0: and you never know some players yeah. might thrive on that some players might need the fans mm. especially the subs coming on they might think okay need a bit of a of a root up the hole here and and the fans might give it to you I heard Stewie Byrne saying on the,
1: what was it Cody's call that this is where you kind of separate the top players from the middle of the role players because the top players are going to be so self-motivated they don't need fans yeah as much as the players in the lower leagues it's a fair point and history was made Gar five substitutes
0: five subs and mm. who was the last one I think it was Laff was it
1: yeah, it was Lafferty, an eighty-sixth
0: minute replacement
1: for uh Neil Ferrugia.
0: Yeah, I'm really happy with this now. I'm really happy with the five mm. subs thing. Um it's it's definitely gonna play to our advantage. So you had
1: Reese Marshall coming on for his home debut. You had uh Dino coming on, who was unlucky not to start. We both had him in our starting 11 didn't Yep. We? And he was seven to two first goal scorer in the bookies. Seven to, so he was the top top one. Seriously. He didn't even start. Player who has even started a league game for the club? No,
0: I don't think I don't think maybe I one or two. I don't think
1: he scored a league goal for the club and he was 7 to 2 first goal score. Obviously, they were playing. Uh, Please don't give me a lift to Clester Bukies <laughs> with those stingy odds. <laughs> also, I'm doing an article in the next two scene. Uh, looking forward to this one. I'm detailing every significant sub in Rovers history. Jesus. So, who was our first, who was our second, our third, fourth, and fifth? So, I'm going to talk a little Belgrade.
0: bit
1: Belgrade. Uh, no, I'm not talking about every significant sub. I'm just talking about who was the first ever Robert
0: substitute. Oh, okay. Who I thought going to do significant second. subs. I was like, you're going to yeah. need a couple more pages for that. Yeah. Oh, that that's not a bad one, though. That's, that's too long. Um, yeah, so, five points clear. Five, blah, 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 five points clear, prof. And far four, five. Four, five, four, five. <laughs> Uh, yeah so we're five points clear and we're looking good but it's early days please remember that and all of you mm. nutbags who are out there talking about um, streak and clear and stuff like that just get a grip lads it's, it's yeah. a lot more football to play
1: you need to block your ears for some of that RTE podcast because yeah. they are all pretty much agreeing that and like oh it will be very difficult to catch and Johnny McDonald saying we're we're gonna go unbeaten like, Although, do you
0: know what I will say do you know what I do like leave it out I do like Dan McDonald praising us
1: yeah that's that's the only
0: thing but not Johnny McDonald no Dan Dan's mm. great and I, I, I think uh, he's a good football guy and when you hear him saying that we're we're good and we might go unbeaten it's a good thing but just you know keep it below the surface well it
1: was Johnny who was saying he might go unbeaten but no doubt that dark fans will still somehow attribute all these quotes to Roller's fans.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Have you listened to other podcasts? I, I-
0: no, not lately. Do you know what? I was, I'm just back from two weeks leave. I didn't even listen to one podcast. Um, I had a strange two weeks off. I did absolutely nothing. Didn't staycation. Didn't do anything. Actually, I actually was getting, going mad at some stage. just a lot of swimming. I went out to the 40 foot and stuff like that. But other than that, no. It was uh, mm. just, just the worst two weeks leave ever. <laughs> <laughs> the work I'm doing at the moment is just
1: I kind of do need to listen to podcasts to, to pass the time. So like the start of the season I wasn't listening to any, and now I'm listening to all of them. So I had a way weekly came back for the first time in a the month there, they had Georgie <laughs> Kelly on. And it was Coddy's call. It's actually very good, in fairness. That's why I mentioned Stewie Byrne on, and they had John John O'Sullivan on, you know the Cork guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. John G O'Sullivan on Twitter isn't he? Yeah, they both said something interesting. Actually, they were both United fans growing up, same as myself, when they were younger. And Joe John said he he pinpointed probably the exact moment that I started to fall out of love with the Premier League. He said it was the Rio Ferdinand signing at Man United when they bought him for thirty million. That was a bit of a splash. He wasn't was it? like, "It was like ah here, come on, it's ridiculous now." Interesting that he picked out the exact same moment there even for me.
0: I think uh, when we were kind of growing up watching football we kind of just thought oh, he's not that great I think that's what it was wasn't it hmm. turned out to be a good sign in the end
1: other ones were uh, the extra time sportscast they've been doing an Italian 90 recap for the last uh, month or so so this was our first sort of news show in a long time like Dara as we know was always on, was on that there's, no, there's a new one uh, the big kickoff. it's called I must check this out now hmm. who's the host actually do you know uh, no I can't remember their names I think they've been around a while, but this, this is the first time they've done a League of Ireland segment. So they had an interview with Harry Kenny. Uh, that was decent. Or I was listening to a bit at the start. I haven't heard all of it now, but um, they were talking about the All-Ireland League. Like, they were actually breaking down how it's going to work. And I, I hadn't read into it properly. This actually sounds kind of stupid.
0: <laughs> Go on.
1: I, I can't even make sense of what they're talking about. They're talking about... Because there was there was six proposals and the Irish FA or the Irish clubs would only agree to the sixth one. That's where we all, we, we play within our own league first and then it moves on to a King of the Island competition. I think it's the top four or something of each. I don't like that. But here's where it gets mental. The points you accumulate in the King of the Island all Islands League gets added to your original league tally from, you know, the Republic
0: of Ireland. I can't even follow it. Why have a convoluted bullshit s- format like that, where you could just have eighteen or twenty teams mm. and then play each other twice? They won't
1: go over, Home apparently. Away.
0: Why not? The clubs won't go over. <sighs> it's crazy. Isn't I, it? I actually, I'm a hundred
1: percent against an all league, unless it's a straightforward fourteen to sixteen teams.
0: Which on that, but it doesn't have to be just fourteen to sixteen. You'd go for eighteen or twenty. Well, not obviously it won't be twenty, but eighteen is a nice number for me. Oh yeah, ideally is a nice number you can play two games yeah. but why I can't even imagine why they'd want to do that so play your own league and then play another league and then you so what you the two points tallies get put together and then you win what and if you're matching in what way does it work why? what if you match someone else's points tally I've no idea
1: and, and if, if I think I heard them correctly they said that um, they only played each other once in the All-Ireland matches this basically sounds like a knockout competition at the end. It's not, it doesn't even sound like a league. It sounds like a cup. Oh, that's awful.
0: Sounds sounds terrible. No, no, not for that at all.
1: Have you ever heard the... Uh, oh, by the way, the big kickoff abbreviated to TBKO, which doesn't quite roll off the tongue like tifties, in my opinion.
0: No, certainly not. TBKO. Typico. <laughs> Typico. Oh, it's not
1: yeah. too bad. That's good to have another one around, though. Yeah,
0: definitely. definitely more the is. merrier.
1: You ever listened to the, that, that Peter Crouch podcast?
0: Yeah, I listened to the fourth season. I thought it was very good and I just kind of went on a different buzz then and started listening to other stuff. But um, yeah, no, it's it's an easy listen, isn't it? I've decided to stop listening to a protest. Why? Because they've been doing this thing
1: lately where they're trying to find out the youngest Ian because they reckon that the name Ian is on the way out. It's dying. I think Gary's on the way out. And then... So then the been thing with names. They're just fascinated by names for the last few weeks. And then someone called Carl with a K emailed in. And they just like, they shit all over him <laughs> And Crouch just like, the thing about Carl's with a K is uh, there's just not any good ones. Oh, ho, 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 ho. So I'm done.
0: I'm done as well now. I'm in solidarity with you there.
1: <laughs> Definitely. Um, just know as well on our podcast, our Patreon is still paused despite the restart of the season. But we're working on it, don't but we? we will give you plenty of notice when we do decide to start it again so you won't you won't suddenly be be charged. we're going to give you at least a month's
0: notice and we will have some fantastic content for you and interactive content where you shall be the content how about that sounds weird <laughs> yeah so we the the other results Shelbourne 1-0 uh, they lost 1-0 in Waterford and the early kick off on the Friday Bowles won 1-0 at Cork on Sunday Um we were slagging the Cork guy last night in work, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, following Cork." I was like, "But, but you let your club die," and he just he didn't like that at all. I was like, "Yeah, he's following Cork up and down the country." I was like, "But you let them die." <laughs> it's like which Cork did you follow? Like there's like ten of them. <laughs> the 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 abuse is relentless, so he's starting to crack. But um. Yeah, so we... Uh, Monday, we Derry beaten Pats 2-0 at Richmond Park and it was a completely different Pats team than what we saw up in Oriole previously and Shelbourne beat Finn Harps 1-0. I watched a little bit of this and Shelbourne are... They're not easy on the oil, let's say, if we're going to be nice about it. Carl um, Shepard sending off as well. So they did well to come away with the three points. But he was sent off in the first 10 minutes. So. Yeah. Apparently it was a justified red card, high foot, lay... But they they don't play nice football. They're hard to watch. A lot of clipping balls into full fullbacks and chasing it down, and it's not it's not great to watch. But uh, it worked. It worked up with Finn Harps. Got to three points.
1: As we mentioned earlier, we're, we're the only home win, and um, we've seen this happen in other leagues too, especially Germany. As I recall, this was happening in the first four or five weeks. Now only the stats. There, fifty percent home wins, twenty percent. 25% away, 25% draws. But that was turned on its head in the Bundesliga. So,
0: something similar probably happened here. But didn't we, you sp- speak about this before, like we always spoke about the away factor and that, should it really be a factor in football where you're on a pitch, it's fair enough, it might be slightly different, but the fans are the big thing and the hostile atmosphere that you enter as a footballer, it's gone now. It's a level playing field, totally, it's just, Football players and the ball and the pitch there's nothing else there's no other outside element, and that has completely taken away the whole away fixture stigma yeah. and it's really interesting to, to see it's really interesting but uh yeah so we'll talk a little bit about Sligo and Waterford now this is a big thing Sligo and Waterford was postponed because of a Waterford player started showing virus symptoms then a second player did so Waterford have shut everything down although those players were only in the squad and didn't play against Shelbourne weekend so um potentially catastrophic for the league. Um what happens now like?
1: I think we've seen in other leagues what happens is the team goes into isolation and the league moves on. Like it doesn't it doesn't like stop other fixtures being played. So I hope that's the case here. I did expect this at some stage.
0: So they reschedule those games and play them at the back end of the of, of the league It'd be of some, one of those Monday night jobs But
1: uh, Yeah I mean In Tata There was certainly A lot of protocols I think they're following A lot of protocols Around the country Like the Walla players were They got changed In the Talca bar For example Like <laughs> like, yeah. like the the squad The players never Were around each other Except for the 90 minutes On the pitch
0: I saw that as well actually Was yeah. at Crumlin and Bluebell uh, It was two all And the uh, I think Crumlin Were getting changed In the bar as well So uh, yeah there's definitely uh, it's, it's different to say the least bit,
1: bit of controversy here at Waterford though their their club doctor just resigned
0: yeah I know there's definitely something there definitely something there I think uh, it'll come out in the wash eventually uh, congratulations to Jack won the 2019 SSE Articity League Player of the Year Award well deserved Rovers Academy player John Ryan was also nominated for the 15th International Player of the Year Award so Jack pipped Gannon and Shields and uh, well deserved. Well deserved. Silverware at the end of the season and a fantastic uh, overall season. So there was no other winner, was there? No, there Got wasn't. Two caps. Imagine no. Shields won it over him. Especially after dicing them in the 3 2 win. it was a one cap? Bulgaria, but, wasn't it? Bulgaria. Was it Bulgaria? It was, yeah. I remember you ran the show. Where? Yeah, he came on. He, he was the pass before the assist to end it, wasn't he? Mm hmm. Uh, we've done it again, Prof. <laughs> we've we done it again. We can't um, help ourselves. Um yeah, fantastic stuff. We have given Gavin Bazunu his chance and uh he is now in the Champions League squad so he's Tifties to thank for pretty much all the success in his career. Pop Guardiola, probably our most famous listener. Yeah, imagine he did listen. Um yeah so great stuff Really delighted for Gavin And hopefully he gets a game Imagine Imagine someone got injured And in he ends up playing a goal um, Yeah so Tony Cousins Did his best 11 as well And Kozo had Derek Swan And Tony Grant Two of the three forwards Yeah three up front So uh, nice to see Three strikers up top
1: Maybe some future interviews there
0: Oh I think so Swan yeah. and
1: uh, The traitor Tony Grant Tony Grant
0: would <laughs> be interesting Yeah Would be very very interesting um,
1: definitely getting the other grand on, Stephen.
0: Yeah, we yeah, I will listen. This is, I think was a never not never ending, but we do have a massive pool of players that we can always chat to. So it's mm-hmm. it's definitely a good thing. I think he's he's the soccer to golf now, isn't he? Yeah. He's so, on the pro circuit. Yeah, he's doing really well. He's like in with the bigwigs. wigs. So, uh, part A planning consultation has commenced on the proposed new North Stand and. Uh, Tifty fan Chris Andrews tweeted this. I will be making submission on this with a view to having an elevated seating area, or viewing area, for the wheelchair users installed in Tata Stadium. This is something that we're uh, big advocates of, and we really, really want to see this happen, because um, we've three full stands now, and not one of them has an adequate viewing area for people in wheelchairs. We we
1: can't have a a state-of-the-art 10,000-seater stadium without a proper wheelchair section.
0: Something along the lines of cork, please. That'll do very well. That's a that's a great little spot. That's all. It. That's all it's required. Just somewhere above the fans, so they can see it, and somewhere so they don't get wet. Simple. It's not hard, lads. Um. Yeah, we're going to move on to the club. Introduce a second range of t-shirts to celebrate iconic Rovers moments and characters. Available on pre-order only until Monday. Just gone. Just four designs: Hooperman, Cram, Jack Weasel, and Flinner's red card against Bows. Are you booting jippos up the hole?
1: see Paggio tweeted he said I can't believe I'm going to be remembered for getting sent off or kicking a ball's player up the arse."
0: yeah uh, what, what else did you expect <laughs> realistically um, yeah so, so really get check them out some really good designs there and uh, yeah loads of good stuff from that website at the minute we we're actually knocking it out of the park when it comes to merchandise so check it out uh, the Rovers women under 17 they'll kick off their season at home at Athlone on Sunday the 16th of August so another thing to look forward to as well so we're really starting to kick on now and Rovers 2 had an entertaining 2-all draw with Drodda in talent on Sunday Rovers took the lead in the first minute through scales Draw it immediately equalised and another defender Sean Callan, put the hoops 2-1 up to 23 minutes but the drew level late on despite playing for an hour with 10 men and apparently it was a wonder goal that drew draw had a level. Uh, John Ryan and Kevin Zeffy both made their debut in senior football. So that's uh, mm-hmm. John Ryan was nominated for the Under Fifteens International Player of the Year award, and Kevin zeffy has been in the news lately with the PSV and Inter Milan interest. He's a a real prospect we're we're, we're looking at here, and I've never seen a play. No, I had to, <laughs> had
1: to find out his age. Uh, he's he's fifteen years five months old, and um, so. We're talking about our records. As best we know, Gavin Bazunu is our youngest player to play in a league game. So if he gets a game in the 16, next six months, he's going to break 16. it. We had we had a Sinclair Armstrong. He was 15 years one month. He played an FEI Cup. So as far as we know, he's our youngest ever first team player. Robert wants me to sort of credit Zephy as uh, he's Rovers' youngest League of Arden player. But I was saying like that. That's a whole new category of stats. You know what I mean? Youngest league of Ireland player. So he's not Robert's first team player. He's Robert's youngest league of Ireland player ever. Okay, okay, yeah. The, yeah. The,
0: then you're starting to, geez, you're starting to mix it up there. Yeah.
1: But anyone who knows me knows that I cannot stand age stats. Just get them away from me. <laughs> can't I hate anything I can't, I can't verify?
0: There was a stat there I saw, and I thought it was absolutely ridiculous. I think. I think it was put into our group maybe Mark Turner put it in I'll come back to it but it was a ridiculous stat and I was looking at it thinking I said probably will hate that that's not a stat <laughs> oh that I mean, know which one you mean you know mean. the one we're talking about wasn't it something to do with surnames stupid no no no. person has scored with the name A that's yeah. what it was Akintundi scored for Derry, so no per- I was like that's the worst stat and who, <laughs> who knew that I think that was Tom O'Connor he made does, up he does come, up, come out with good stuff in fairness though no it was fake but he, he
1: made had, it up but then he'll come out now and then with quite strange ones that even I wouldn't even dream of how did he come up with that? that I saw a long was it long from a fan going mad because he didn't know the rules about the Robbers B team yeah it was the same guy like, that
0: was giving it the, yeah. giving it a large one last time remember
1: he was saying that we're breaking the rules and all this but like it was established at the time doing year.
0: him a favour beating Drodda yeah. at the time <laughs>
1: It was established at the start of the year that we were allowed to play one outfield player over 21 and one goalkeeper who was going to be poles all the time. So, in this case, our one player was Scales. He was mixed up because
0: he thought Williams, Alua, mm-hmm. he thought us would be registered as first teamers.
1: No, but they they had been registered as B team as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Alua and Williams, by the way, both did the woodwork in that game, so we were quite unlucky not to, to
0: win. Yeah. Uh, who else? Brennan got some glowing reviews. Yeah, Brando. Brando, yeah, Brando was supposedly played yeah, everything well. everything went through. Scales
1: stood out, which is unsurprising. Yeah,
0: not surprised at all. Did
1: you see the article on uh everything Aiden Price has had to deal with since he's become manager? He's I didn't I didn't really think about it until I saw it, but uh like he's since the third of the year he's had boycotts from other clubs to get Rovers B out of the league. He's had Storm George, which resulted in Several of his players getting hypothermia, and now he's had a pandemic it's won it's which a, delayed yeah. the season by four months.
0: <laughs> it's some introduction already. yeah, no better man to deal with it
1: but um I saw a lot of people asking is there is the b game gonna be uh streamed which' is kind of surprising me that people would ask that
0: because no, I mean, we don't we don't get to choose it's not our own product it's a different company doing it so if we if we did. We could choose to do it ourselves, but it's not our product, though, is it? Am I right in saying that? I don't know. I just felt it was kind of wishful thinking. But
1: having said that, Colt Ramblers, they say they're going to show all their games on a YouTube channel for the rest of the season. I heard Galway set up a very good stream. But then what happened was, a uh, few clubs had put their time and money into a stream in the first division. And then two days before the season restarted, they were informed by the FBI that they weren't allowed to charge.
0: Mad, isn't it? Just crazy. Nuts. There's ways around it though, really. But it is, it's... Uh, like, why? Why would they do that? It just doesn't make sense. Um, Yeah, so uh, as we have Derry coming up, we have uh, one of the famous fans, we have Scoops. So here he is. So how did you get the name Scoops?
1: I have a feeling it's uh, alcohol-related.
2: <laughs> it's actually... Not um, so. I, I used to be a regular at a bar in Derry called the Point for Boston. So I used to go. Up, uh, I used to go up after work on a Friday evening. Uh, I used to work so I used to couldn't get the matches um, that, that often, and I go up the Friday evening after work, and I would sit and watch the poker machines and see who put a lot of money in the poker machines, and then. I would complain on the Saturday morning and play in the poker machine. I thought was the fullest, and take the money out of it. So that's how I got into Right.
1: How did you get into following Derry City in the first place? And do you remember your first game? Yeah, um, it was my
2: mate from uh, high school. Um, started bringing me along the matches with him, uh, it was a, it was around the the one uh, season. Um, my first first match, really, I remember was the league cup final against Limerick. Uh, or was it? Is it? I mean, we we used to not go the matches because in Derry used to be like a used to be like a vantage point of uh, the, the the cemetery or the houses behind the Brandywell, so we used to just go up there with cans. Um, but yeah. Um, First match actually going into the brand. It was either the league, league final against Limerick, or the the relegation playoff against Finn Harps I can't remember which one came first. off the back of my head.
1: Do you have a favourite ever dairy player? Uh,
2: that's has to be Liam Um, you know it. He was kinda this, kind of well in his Come this when I started watching, him, but even then, uh, just watching him play. He was magnific- magnificent and uh, he's a good friend of mine as well. i uh, done a lot, a lot of work going right, around following the Legends team, um, having drinks with him afterwards. It's a good, good laugh.
1: You're, you're based in Dublin, but you're up and down the country following your club, at least you were before all this. So, what was your match day routine before a home game, let's say? Before um, a home game, I usually.
2: Uh, I used to be working from home on the Friday, so I'd I'd have a work until about five, and then I'd leave and go to the social club and and order a few beers up there, the social club, and then the social club, I'll make my way to the Brandywell, and that's where I'd watch the match. Um, It's changed over the years. We used to have, when we didn't have the social club, we went to the Oak there on Bishop Street, which is still a a good uh, pre-match pre match Python, bar as well. Um, so yeah, that's actually why this is to be the home game. I've been stuck in Dublin working. Um, so it's actually been it why this is actually be the game. I hope I'm hoping that we might be able to be able to make one or two. Uh, this year, but it looks like we're not going to have fans on the in the ground
1: anytime soon. So it's always next year. And away from home, do you have a favourite away ground or away day, and any particular fond memory from from an away day? Um, I always say Tall
2: because it's like um two months from my current uh, apartment, so it's very easy to get home after uh, the game. Um, uh, my fondest away day memory was um. First, when we were in the first division, we were playing Shelburne in a Park, and uh, we decided to make a, a make it into a beach party, so all the fans turned up in, in like tropical shirts and shorts, and we had like, um, we had like, uh, you know, inflatable lilos and beach balls everywhere else. And it was a... Actual, actual, you know, hood and everybody. You know, we bring cocktails beforehand. well it's just like Toko Park was just like uh, like a beach party for it. It was Absolutely amazing.
1: So you'd like Tada as well as a ground to socialise in and as one to watch the game from.
2: Uh, I just like it because it's close to my apartment. It's easy to get in and out of. <laughs> you know, um, like you have the hotel there, which is you know it's alright for a pint like um, I've been employees afterwards for after the games for a few pints um, get some looks it there dairy top, but you know living on tallah it's pretty pretty handy
1: well next time we're playing we'll invite you into the 1899 bar. we'll get, get you to a point there but, uh, <laughs> there you're in Marked. Europe there you're in Europe this season but it's going to be behind closed doors do you normally travel away for the European games
2: I do, yeah. Um, they're, they're uh, you know they'll be what I call my summer holidays. It's the same, usually the same about UEFA. Um, but yeah, it's again another can't get get away to watch watch them. So it's a bit disappointing, but you know, hopefully we do well and get get a few rounds under our belts.
1: What was the best country you visited so far?
2: Oh, um, um, I actually enjoyed our, our last trip was Belarus, um, it's very, it's, I've been to Belarus twice now and seen like two different sides of it, and I enjoyed Belarus pretty well, it's pretty good vibe, like cheap beer, um, people are nice there, very welcoming, and we had a good time, and we nearly won the match. Two
1: each, I think. So, football returned on Friday with a disappointing 2-0 defeat at home to Stoigo for you guys. What did you make of it?
2: Yeah, we, we, weren't, we weren't at the races. Um, couldn't string a club pass together. Um, kind of disappointed. The only good thing was the stream. Um, bar a few uh, teaving problems at the start, like it's, the stream seemed to be pretty good quality, so hopefully it's something for the future They help especially people who don't live in Ireland anymore, they watch our matches week in, week out. Why
1: well, do you make it to say crowd noise in the stream?
2: I, I don't like it at all, um, like, if I'm watching, even if I'm watching, like, um, noise, you know, even BT or Sky, or like English, League, it will always turn, went to the stream, or went to the, the, um, channel with no, no crowd noise, um, I just don't like it. I, don't, I don't like it. you know I think it's there for the players but I think it's actually come from the for the players but I don't know like if it helps or not and I rather just listen to the raw noises it's something special you know. you can get crying noise when we're back in the stadium but having actual you know new fans in the stadium and listening to that raw noise of the football to you know, see a new experience for most people and it's, it's it's nice to hear sometimes
1: we're recording this before you played Pats in, in Shikor on Monday, so with with thirteen games left, what are your expectations for the rest of the season? Um I do think we'd challenge
2: for Europe. Um you know, get a European spot at least and maybe get get a cup final. Um but on looking on the Sligo game I think there's still a lot of work to do. Um with the squad. We've had a bit of a change around since you know, more a few players leave a few players come in since the, the break up and uh, yes, yeah, like a new season so hopefully we'll, we'll get some big run. hopefully challenge for a European spot maybe get you know, a good cup run
1: you didn't play in that Sligo game but Junior your your top goal scorer last season he's returned from Israel to sign for Sligo what was your reaction when that was announced?
2: um I was, you know, a bit surprised that he's, he's going to slay you. Um, I come. Well, I, I heard it, you know, conversation with Declan, um, about maybe trying Derry again, but by the sounds of it, um, he wasn't the, he, he wasn't really wanting to play if he got, you know, after talking to B- Keith Buckley, uh, so you know, if he doesn't want to play for the club, then I'm not that pushed. Um, if you want, you know, if you want, you know, you. Okay, the you know, my, my same as you know, if you want to play for the club then you can play for the club but, you know if you want to play elsewhere then go ahead.
1: You've had a bit of an international flair in the squad the last couple of years. I know the Norwegian striker he's he's just left but Declan has just brought in a couple of players from England as well. Do you think they'll do the business?
2: I hope so. Um Declan seems to have a lot of contacts from his from when he was away coaching with the NATO the uh, under a setup. Um since he's grown his contacts a lot since his last manager during today. So it's good to see him reaching out there and trying to get, you know, talent, fresh talent from elsewhere. They complement the talent that we have in the city. And hopefully that they'll, they'll you know they get used to the league really quickly and uh, again we can make that you know pressure for push for Europe, which is always the goal.
1: How good does it feel to be back? How much did you miss watching dairy in those four months?
2: Oh, I missed all sports, you know, not just you know, watching dairy was bad, but you know, missing all sports in general. As they start to teeter back now, it's pretty, been pretty good. We've actually got an overload of sports at the moment. But yeah, it's good to have like sports back and it's good to have you know, the League of Ireland back they they finish off what they started hopefully it all goes well.
1: Hopefully the restrictions will be relaxed next Monday and 500 people at least can attend League of Ireland games. Would they allow a certain number of season ticket holders in if that's the case?
2: Yeah, I'd say they'd start letting, um, I'd say they could start letting, letting season tickets holders in. I don't know if that also counts for up here. I don't know how aligned um, the North is going with the the siphon their restrictions. Okay, I can't think we're kind of doing a, a mix mix between uh, the south and the UK and what we do. So I guess it's just up to the, the local council who owns the stadium and the city board if they wanted the people. In. I hope they do. It's, it's nice to get some fans back in. And uh, yeah, um, hopefully that happens soon, sooner rather than later. <sighs>
1: Normally on Sunday now, myself and Gary, who does the podcast with me, we'd be on the supporters' bus up to Derry. We love the trip. We've we've mingled with Derry fans without bothering pubs and inside the stadium itself. So do you think there's a, a rivalry there, but it's all kind of good-natured?
2: Ah, yeah, you know, it's... You, 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 you get to understand that you know, when it comes to the, the League of Ireland, most fans are like you are you know, following local club instead of following... Uh, Instead said just following you know, a, a team from across the border. So you, know, you have your rivalry, you turn know, matches, you can sing songs with each other, you know, but at the end of the day, you're, you're just out there to support your, your local team, your know, local lads from your local area, so there's a, you can know, have rivalries there, but again, same time, it's all, all fun and games. It like. doesn't need to get too serious.
1: And when Roberts comes to town, is there... Is there a bit of an occasion about it? Is it a big game?
2: It's, it's always a big game when you've, you've two, two big sides coming against each other. Um, it'll be up there with, you know, just, you know, it wouldn't be as big as maybe for the because it's just local rivals, but it'll be up there like, you know, everybody, you, everybody wants to beat, beat Rovers. I'm sure Rovers fans always want to beat Derry, so it's always a good laugh. Um,
1: yeah. How do you feel about a certain Aaron McInaf? Is he an unpopular figure since his move to Dublin? Uh,
2: Aaron Aaron's a good lad, like um, actually bumped into him once in the square, uh, recently. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, there was uh, we, we 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 heard some abuse from the stands. Um some people went too far and actually went after his family. Um, which shouldn't happen, like, you, for, again, for you, 90 minutes, you can be rivals, but at the end of the day, the match is trying to make a living like everybody else, and, uh, yeah, you know, he's down there, like me, down in Dublin, trying to make a living, we know the the wages in Dublin are a bit better, than the North West, but, you know, again, some people went too far, and, uh, yeah.
1: So, give us your best and worst memory from a, a dairy, versus Rovers match? My best memory is probably the,
2: the first day Rovers match I went to which was the cup final in 2002 down in Togo Park because I actually missed the goal because uh, I, I lost the rock paper scissors with my mates and had to go to the, the hot dog stand to eat every way food. <laughs> I actually missed Liam Coyle's goal but you know was, uh, that was probably you know, one of the best occasions with Ne- fans get.
1: They probably never let you forget Rovers.
2: that, do they? No, they don't. And you know, uh, just getting the Rovers fans sprayed with the, the fire extinguishers is always a comical sight. Uh, my worst memory is probably a six-one recently down in in Tala. It was an awful game. Uh, I, I, I don't like sitting watching the team get annihilated like that, but. It happened I had to make that walk that two minute walk of shame. home
1: <laughs> and finally give us a prediction for a Sunday
2: Sunday um, I think it's going to be a 2-2 two, two draw um, I, I think Derry will get a point at least uh, I have a feeling we'll, we'll be set up deckland will have a good game plan I'll tell well,
1: you see, he's getting the draw. alright that's perfect. Thanks a million, Graham. Thanks for tagging us. Do well,
0: all the best. See you, mate. See you, mate. So that was Scoops, and uh, it's great to hear him relive his worst memory. Six-one trashing. A bookie got four. Yeah, horrible memory. Yeah, so, bookie scored four more. He scored five and one. Yep. Yeah. Has he scored? He scored a hat trick. Just a hat trick on its own. I don't think so. I don't think so. He's got a brace. be interesting to see if he had a hat trick.
1: I said that'd be a first for a Rovers player. Three, S- four. To score and five four. and four, but no yeah. threes. Yeah, definitely. Um, the news about John Hume didn't come out until the day after I did that interview, so I didn't ask uh, Graham about John, but that was sad news. Obviously, he, he was very connected
0: to, to Derry City. One of the cooler photos of John Hume is him, Sean Rondinho, around the Brandywell. <laughs> Um, yeah so we were, we were reading about that Franny weren't we it in, uh, it's in some We'd dirty books yeah you, one of your dirty books here and we yeah. were looking like when did this happen and how did we not know because that team we were really into that team at the time because Ronaldinho yeah. was a fucking superstar he's my favourite player growing up and um, mine was Rivaldo I just couldn't believe it we were like how do we know Saviola was there and everything like, I couldn't believe it
1: Rivaldo, yeah. We probably player. wouldn't have head up to the Brandy Miller from
0: Possibly not. No. no. Uh yeah, so prof. One last
1: note on Scoops. Oh, Scoopsy. He owes me a Soccer Republic football. How 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 did this come about? with that for an intro. Well Soccer Republic when they first rebranded it as Soccer Republic from MS, they used to do a little uh prizes. And they throw out a quiz question and one of them was uh, how many caps did Eamon Dunphy win for Ireland? Mm. And it's just one of those things where I just remember off the top of my head. Mm. So I tweeted at Soccer Republic 23 and I checked back later. I searched like at Soccer Republic and I was the first person to respond. But Soccer Republic announced the winner as Graham Taylor and they
0: sent him the football. Scoopsy got it. Yeah. Send it down Scoopsy. Give me that football him that football so uh, yeah me and Prof are going to be travelling up to the Brandywell, <laughs> arm to the teeth, get our football back um, yeah so up next we have what you've all been waiting for we have the stats
2: there's a mathematician
1: a different kind of mathematician and a statistician stats out
3: come
0: on <laughs> oh, Prof hit us what have you got I actually forgot the jingle last week but maybe,
3: maybe should sure um,
1: put
0: that in <laughs> it didn't matter. That's made
1: up for last week, <laughs> mega stats. So we have Dylan Watts. He's set to make his fiftieth league appearance for Robert. Nice, nice. I like those ones. Players do don't normally know about it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've gone from seven games without a win against Terry to eight unbeaten against him
0: Kenny Shields was a fucking course, wasn't he? He
1: certainly Couldn't beat. We don't
0: think we ever. We did. We bet him eventually, didn't we? We bet his team eventually.
1: Yeah, it was in, it was in his last season. Yeah. Okay. We've won on our last three business to the brand new well. That's a record. Yeah, we were there all of so them. Three in a row, we've never done that before. We're looking for a perfect ten in the league. We're looking for ten consecutive league wins. As I said last week. Nine for the first time since nineteen sixty-six. So here's our here's our best rec runs. Uh we did twelve in a row in the nineteen twenties. We also did eleven in the nineteen twenties. We did eleven at the beginning of the 1965-66 season. So that's our best ever start of the season. We won our first 11. And we also did 10 in 1963-64. That's when we won all but the top four. Won everything that season barely the top four <laughs> trophy. So that's the best runs.
0: So prop is buried, mm. head buried in the stat books for the last couple of days. It breaks
1: my heart when people use my stats and they get it wrong. Like I've said this before about how i And I'll then credit you. <laughs> <laughs> i said this before how about like I'll say so and so They get us. it right
0: and they don't credit you. Yeah. They get it wrong <laughs> and they do credit you. Like a
1: player played his 100th or 200th ga- uh, league game and then someone will leave out the word league which is which is crucial. Like how can you just
0: leave out the word league? Yeah. It's a totally different competition. Madness.
1: And uh, I was listening to extra time and their reporter said he uh, he gave him the stat about Bradzer, being so the stat was he overtook Ray Tracy, as the longest serving manager since John Jaws in the 1980s, and he put it to Bradzer, oh you've become the longest serving manager since Ray Tracy. Made an absolute buzz with him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> But then can you imagine your face? Yeah.
1: Then they came back and discussed it, and they they did get it right in fairness McDerra gave me some credit, which is nice. That's it.
0: That's all he wants, just a little yeah. credit.
1: Like, had my nine consecutive league wins, wins as well. He's, he'd seen that in the programme. And then I think Darren Maloney must have seen that. And then he used it in the stream for the live game. Hopefully, he didn't Robbers warp harps. it and, and ruin it, no? No. Okay, and so. And I n- gave that stat n- to Bradley post match, and he liked it. Loving it. Yeah. It's a running joke now anyway, about me and Bradder. Just like, I don't even care what his answer is. He just knows he's going to get some stat lobbed at him. Yeah,
0: that's it. He looked, I think that's the highlight of his week, bro. <laughs> uh, now, the highlight of my week now, starting 11th and predictions. Like I said, I've been thinking about this all the way home on the bike. And I've been thinking about. And you still don't know. Away fixtures not being as tough. As they used to be with fans there. So I'm going to start with Manus, Pico, Joey and Grace. And I'm going to go Lafferty left four. Oh, yeah. I think... Against his old club. Yeah, definitely. Plus, Ferugia wasn't amazing. And I don't think he's ready to play in that role. Because I, I was speaking about this with you and I was saying that for Ferruja to be really, really damaging to other teams, he needs to pick up the ball in their half deep beat the one defender and then go there that's that's the danger right there he's he's got he's got the ability to beat the defender and then go but if he's picking it up at the kind of left wing back position he might have one player to beat beat him and then there's another one coming straight in them where you'd want them bearing down on goal after beating the first player squaring it or having a shot himself so I think I think if we're going to I'm going to put Lafferty there I think we are a bit more defensively sound when we have Lafferty yeah i think so a little bit more experience uh, right wing back going to go Finn again I'm going to go Gary O'Neill and McAneffe and Watts. I'm going to say Borky and Green. I'm going to start Bork. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to start Bork. I think, I think he's going to be fit. I'm going to say a 2-1 late win with two goals from Bork. I've been thinking about this. And I think where Brad's, Bradzer is a is a snaky devil. And he doesn't, I think he throws out the odd, oh yeah, well, oh sorry, he didn't even put Jack Bourne in that team. Gary O'Neill out for Jack Bourne and um, so we've McEnif and from Watts there yeah. and Jack Bourne Jesus Christ I'm going to get dogs for this <laughs> not putting Jack Bourne in the team you don't rate him Gary <laughs> you never rate him uh, yeah so Gary O'Neill I'm going to take you and um, I think Watts deserves a start nothing against Gary O'Neill I just think he could, I think we can afford to drop him and uh, yeah so you're going to have the likes of Borky and Jack in the same team again and Greener and then you've got Gaffney on the bench to come on you have a couple of good options there. I think that's a strong team going up to the Brandywell. I'm going to go two one. Tough enough game. I think they're, uh, they're everyone raises their game for Rovers, but I think we'll we'll manage to scrape it over. We'll get two one win with two Borghi goals, two Jack assists.
3: Ooh.
0: How about that?
1: Yeah, I've got the same team. Although I actually I like to see more of Marshall, but maybe we could save him for uh, the following week. Yeah, We've got Pat and Shelburne coming yeah. up. But, um, yeah, I've got the same team. Harsh on Gary O'Neill.
0: It is, but it's not necessarily... But Watts is in form. Yeah, it's not a dig. It's not saying you played bad. It's rotation. And players understand that now at this stage, I think. And they understand that you're not necessarily being dropped because you were bad. You're being dropped as part... No, you're dropped as harsh, isn't it? Uh, you're, it's, you're being replaced. It's part of a bigger picture. It's tactical. So... Yeah prediction
1: Um ok nil win 1-0 win <laughs> 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 who's going to get it who's going to get
0: it Let say Watts again
1: Whoa, what's another you... goal for Watts uh,
0: yeah so that's uh, our starting 11s and predictions so there you sign three players they sign James Akentundi
1: who else they sign who's the highly rated one is it Hamill
0: yes the winger from what we were told he's, he was very good that raised eyebrows because he yeah, yeah. Good player. A um, couple of decent-looking players there, but uh, couldn't get the elusive junior to come back to them. Didn't want the Queen's pound, but yeah. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Um, do we want the Bulls win over Dundalk or a draw, Prof?
1: Is that a, a, <laughs> realistically? I saw the lads debating. I can see, I can see the argument on both sides because it's a shortened season if Bows were to put together four or five wins in a row, in a 36-game season, I would not be worried about them. Because we've seen them fall away every single time. Yeah. But with 13 games left, if they put together four or five wins in a row, there's no doubt they are containers then.
2: <sighs> but,
1: that, that's that's huge. But realistically, we all knew the start of the season. It's, it's between us and the Doc to win the title. So, that's huge. So... For the dock to lose this game and us to have a potential eight point gap
0: that's what you want. Yes. Exactly. You do. That's the way you need to look at it. You need to look at the bigger picture and I think the bigger picture doesn't include balls. If it includes a balls win over Dundalk I'll take that all day. I won't take mm. I, I'd rather win uh, cups or win yeah. leagues than have one over on your own. In, in a
1: normal season it's a stupid question. Yeah. But well, in this cr- curtailed campaign,
0: there is a point, to I can yeah, see the point. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Totally agree with you there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so two of the next three games are televised as in normal live TV. So happy with that. Really happy with that. Normally, we wouldn't. We're delighted with it. Normally, we're fucking disgusted because it takes away from the fans. It takes away mm-hmm. from money. It takes away from the gates atmosphere. But yeah. now we're delighted.
1: Like you're trying to put together people on the bus and they'd be like, it's like ah, watching TV.
0: Yeah, exactly. So Derry away on Sunday at five o'clock, Shelburne at home on Friday, August twenty fourth at seven forty five. Now my bus is still booked for Derry. Can't see it running to be honest. It's a socially distanced bus as well, which means we can only have twenty six people on our fifty four seater. Where are we going exactly? <sighs> the Bogside and now see the murals. It's not. It's. I can't see it happening. I'm gonna. Sounds I'm just gonna breaker. announce it soon enough. We didn't even announce it. We kept it in house, got decent numbers, not enough. Did pe- people want to see football on the way trips. Fair enough, you might want to tramp around the bog side with a couple of cans. Just, it's a recipe for disaster, realistically, after three and a half hours, four hours on a bus. I'm surprised you even brought this up, to be honest. <laughs> um, not one of my better ideas, but yeah. football was back, yeah. and I just thought, well, they have a different government, so they might be a little bit lax and they might let a couple mm-hmm. of fans in but then if they're not going to let dairy fans in not going to let us in so could have got our ladder
1: I think the story is, the story is that uh, the air sport games won't be on much LOI they're not on the stream oh, I didn't know that not at all I think, that, I think that's the case yeah
0: <laughs> and his air oh god I don't even know if I have air
1: you better get that started so. <laughs> oh we have air
0: yeah
1: uh, Make for the next home game we mentioned there Shelburne. Uh, Mick McCarty has won a poll to be Mascot.
0: We're here. As you got, it surely has to be a full k Full kit, the socks, everything. Full kit wanker. Mm. So, uh, yeah, interesting stuff anyway, ahead of us. Um, there was a headline in the Indo on Tuesday evening saying that the Irish sport had been given the green light for 500 people to attend. Indo had been on the money every time with the reporting on what the Cabinet was going to decide, but they got this one wrong. And it's a massive blow. And there's just so many contradictions as regards to what the government are trying to do. Um, I mean, you, you can go and you can eat in a gastro pub, but you can't open up your own bu- pub that doesn't serve food. What's the difference in having a meal? Like this is totally uh, not related to football, but do you, you know what I'm where I'm coming from. Like, what's yeah. what's the difference here? What is the difference? And there is a lot of contradictions. There's a lot of yeah. lot of pub you no. Know, Fair enough, there's a lot of local businesses on their knees and rural oil and things like that, but that's, that's another discussion for another day. But it's we're all talking about the sport here now at the minute, so this is really we could totally fit 500 in amazingly spaced out to a T in Thalas Stadium, even in the Brandywell. You could, that's the thing like the one, the
1: one size fits all. I don't think it should be applied to. League of Ireland
0: grounds yeah it's a lazy approach it really is like, isn't it
1: like I've been I have a kind of a cautious uh, mentality with this virus but 300 more people in a big stadium like Tata is no extra risk whatsoever but it makes a huge difference to us as a club it's a difference between saying well we're not letting in anyone it's behind closed doors mm. because 100 people is too few it's difference between that and okay members Everybody in, yeah. That's massive. That's such a small thing. Yeah. So you're
0: pulling your herald. It really is frustrating, and uh, it's it's just another u-turn as regards to the progression of of the country. So um, yeah, we'll we we'll move on from the the bad news. But listen, things will get better eventually. Uh, our badges are on the way, prof. They have been made and they're in shipping they're on the way and they look absolutely amazing they look fine absolutely amazing and it's uh, for all you European away trip lovers out there it's our tipties on tour badge bag of cans in hand SRFC on the knuckles Jason McLean is wetting himself already yes yes he seems to think that we have modelled it off his big meaty paws but it's not the case at all certainly not after that bottle of Pogues whiskey and Johnny Blue's I don't think we could ever model that off him ever again. <laughs> but yeah, keep an eye out for them, and we're gonna be um, selling them, hopefully with a bundle. But we'll keep that those cards close to our chest. But uh, oh, prophet I didn't know this. Europa League draws on Monday. Yes, it is. No way. I had no idea. Nice little, little surprise. Snuck up on you, did Yeah, nice little surprise there. Get FC Sirens at home, please. Yeah. Bring on the
2: Maltese. The
0: Maltese Sirens, or who else? Who else come here? You see, uh, I, I didn't read it fully, but some UEFA were kind of saying that
1: the stipulations involved in, like, if you cannot host your European opponents because of lot COVID-19 sodas. restrictions, like, you have, if you can't come up with an alternative venue, you forfeit the tie.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. So if we, for instance, well, obviously we're okay with our venue, but if another Dublin team can't do it, they gotta forfeit the toy. Like that's crazy, that's nuts. I don't think it'll ever come to that, mm. unless you were really, really stuck. Like I don't think. No. Nah. Yeah. So I'll uh, oh, look forward to that. Definitely look forward to that. So move on to Juventus president Andrea Agnelli. Ray Whelan would love that pronunciation. Recently revealed, he kept a copy of TuttoSport article from the tie against Shamrock in 2010, saying that it reminds me where we started from. Um. Is that is that a little dig? I didn't read it that way. I I read it as they
1: started in the early qualifying rounds. And yeah, They probably true. haven't been there since. They they probably go straight into the group
0: stages these yeah. days. So, and they got the two goals, didn't yeah. they? That, that what a time to be a hoop that was! An unexpected shout out, I would say. True. Okay, we'll leave it at that. We won't mm-hmm. we won't start any wars <laughs> 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 with UV heavyweights. Um, yeah. So it's uh, great stuff and that's it for this week Prof Um, another week without fans at games unfortunately at least we can um, talk about football again that's it we can talk about it we can watch it we just can't physically grab it and feel it and caress it so uh, that'll be it for this week but once again we will hope to see you in the South Stand still and keep on hoping. see ya